Welcome to the LinkedIn Branding Show, the podcast empowering women entrepreneurs, experts, and small business owners to rise up and stand out as they build their personal and company brands on LinkedIn. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the LinkedIn Branding Show. I'm one half of Michelle Squared, Michelle B. Griffin, joined by my co-host and sidekick, Michelle J. Raymond. And I remember the J this episode. Congratulations to me. Yeah, so we're going to have a contest one day if someone can find the episode where you omitted the J and we're going to give them a big fat prize. We'll see how that goes. Michelle, in all seriousness, today is an important topic. It's always a good topic, but today is something that you and I like and have done very often, and that's talking about events, LinkedIn events, branded events to build your trust, build your social proof, and of course, your brand and your company at the process. So let's get into it. LinkedIn Live and LinkedIn Audio Events are the two we're going to talk about today. Michelle, what's your take on that? When did you start your LinkedIn Live show? I think it's been nearly 18 months now that I've had one form or another of LinkedIn Live events going pretty much weekly ever since. It's something that I absolutely love and having a branded company show is something that I think a lot of businesses should really explore. For me, why do I do it? Because it is the fastest way that I know how I can build trust with my community and really start to build up a reputation as a thought leader, as part of my brand, and also to build a B2B community. So I'm loving that after some time, it wasn't easy in the beginning, but after some time, I've now got people that show up regularly and look for my shows. And it's just been really amazing to watch that grow over time. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of LinkedIn Lives. We've got LinkedIn Audio. Clubhouse was huge last year. You were really active. What do you see for LinkedIn Audio? Let me go back a little bit. You said something that was so important. I tell my clients and really everyone who wants to listen, you don't need to wait for perfection or permission to get out there. So when you want to build your authority and credibility up, a show, an event, something like that shows that you are an authority, that you're taking the steps. For me, back in January 2021, I guess in December, I started the Personal Branding Mastery Show. It was a weekly clubhouse show. Okay. Very active. I ran that for about nine months. And then around May, I did Thought Leadership Branding Club. I was the Thursday lead moderator in LinkedIn branding. I did that about a year. So yeah, I was really active on Clubhouse. I absolutely love social audio. I have two podcasts, this one and my other. So do you. LinkedIn audio. LinkedIn headquarters, I know we're in Clubhouse last year, scoping it out. And that was the word on the street. Wow. And so January of 2022, LinkedIn rolled it out. And I was lucky to be one of the beta testers since I'm in the creator manager program. So for a good solid 90 days, weekly, sometimes twice, I ran social audio shows, two of them. I did the business of you and also with my 365 creators community. I loved it. Now, despite the glitches and stuff they had beginning, it was very well received. What are your takes on when you were in audio shows in the beginning, Michelle? Yeah, so I did clubhouse rooms. I did one with Brenda Meller on company pages weekly for probably around nine months, similar to you around that time frame. I also had the LinkedIn ladies group, which was another group that we did regularly every week for around that same period of time as well. And what I really learned in that 
was the confidence to be able to answer questions on the spot, to be able to articulate my thoughts across to the listeners, to be able to listen into what are the questions that my ideal clients had. For me personally, it was about company pages. And it was really good to get that real-time interaction. And I think you build that affinity really quickly when someone can actually talk to you. Now, I don't want to sound like I'm full of myself, but Michelle, I don't know if you've ever had this experience. Sometimes when people connect with me and will jump on a Zoom, they almost have these fangirl moments. And I get really embarrassed because I'm like, I'm just me. But they see us because we regularly create content and we are thought leaders in our particular spaces. What happens is they actually look up to us and that opportunity to speak with us and ask questions and ask anything that they need to on an ad hoc basis, no appointment needed. That is almost like you get into the club to come hang out with the cool kids. And that's not about my personality or my ego. It's just how the experience happens. Is that how you have an experience or is it just me? It's happened to me too. I've actually landed clients from Clubhouse and LinkedIn Audio because it's an instant connection. First of all, in audio especially, we're not preoccupied with how we look. We're just showing up. We're natural. Some of the times back in Clubhouse, people are walking. You can just be the real you. You know, you sound more relaxed and friendly. I would get DMs after my Clubhouse shows. Hey, I really liked your show today. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. So it really means a lot. So I can share my expertise and help others. And frankly, we were there to help and answer questions. And it wasn't us teaching. It was just show up, ask questions, and we help. And uh, yeah, so that instantaneous, you feel like you're in someone's ear, okay? You really are in someone's ear versus having to watch. So it's a very central way, and I'm not trying to be weird about that. It's just a very intimate way. That's why podcasting is so popular, okay? So this is just a way to bring the best of podcasting with connecting with people. I've always been a fan of social audio, and I love LinkedIn audio, and I think it's going to be tremendous to the platform. What I'm really hoping is they bring it into groups, but I won't get into that today. But LinkedIn events will really help you build that brand, build your visibility. That was the one thing, Michelle. I've said this so many times. I waited five years, stepped out, then I really went into building my visibility. And so getting in these audio or LinkedIn video platforms is the very good way to get your visibility out there. And especially about LinkedIn Lives. I started my show in June of 2021. I ran it all of that summer, like 15 episodes, and then it translated into a podcast. That's another reason we want to do these audios, content repurposing. So let's talk about that real quick, and then we'll flip into some other areas. For me personally, and that's why I love LinkedIn Lives, content repurposing. I'm a huge fan. I have limited time. I don't have a full team around me that's creating all my content. I do it myself. So I've got to look for ways that how do I create content that lasts longer than 24, 48 hours? And a LinkedIn Live is my way of doing that. I do it through my company page because if you go to the company page and you look on my video tab, you're going to see my full back catalog. Now, that's one of the advantages of a company page over your personal profile is if I go live on my personal profile, it disappears down the feed. And that is such a shame because I have conversations with amazing guests just like yourself who come and share so much value for it to disappear down the drain. 
it makes me want to cry. So on my company page, I actually have a tab there that you can go and see any of the back catalog. Now there's a couple of other reasons. You also have an events tab on your company page. And so I create mine all in advance. And then I have a really strong inviting structure. As far as the branding goes, I don't want my brand to be associated with inviting people to my live events that I believe would have zero interest. And because I swapped industries, my personal connections are built around beauty and chemical distribution, which has not a lot to do with where I'm at now. I have to be really careful that I don't just go and spam out 1000 invites every week that aren't targeted. So part of my brand, make sure they're targeted. What I love, Michelle, is when people accept that event invite, it sits on their profile to say that they're attending. So it's like a little signpost on the attendees profiles that direct them back to my company page. And so that for me is a huge branding opportunity. Within the live, obviously we can do things like put our show colors on their logos and just reinforce some messages. So many opportunities to repurpose podcasts, articles, clips, audiograms, short videos. Yeah. Do I get a bit excited when I talk about lives? Probably. Um, you and I geek out together about this stuff. I'm just shaking my head. It's like it's like, you know, in a candy store. So one other thing is what people do is put on YouTube as well. I know you do that as well. So you want to hit it different places. I'm a firm believer, even your written content. I was telling a client, look, you write beautiful content. It falls away very quickly. We need to take that and put it somewhere else. So LinkedIn, even audio. Let me give you a tip. I'm meaning to post about this. Every time I ran a LinkedIn audio last year and even guessed it on them, I used my old friend, otter.ai. And you know what I did? I was doing it on the desktop. I had otter.ai on the desktop and it was beautifully recording the stuff. And so then I was able to do a couple different things. I was able to take the audio if I wanted, or most likely what I did was download the transcript and then I would sometimes have a recap saying, hey, if you missed it, here's the recap. Or I would just take that and use that in content later on because beautiful things were said. And that's one thing right now that LinkedIn audio does not have is ability to record, whereas Clubhouse is far advanced and you do. But I'm a firm believer content should never be wasted. Audio and video should never be wasted. So if you are going to take advantage of a LinkedIn audio show, use Otter AI. I know some people are using screen recorders and those Otter AI is going to be a lot easier and you're going to get the transcript too. So that's my little tip right now. We're all about actionable tips and strategies that work and we test. So that's mine for today because audio is a wonderful way. If you don't want to show up in video, if it's scary, I remember our first LinkedIn lives. I remember mine. I was so scared the night before I couldn't even sleep. I've got to tell you a funny story about mine. So my first LinkedIn live was a show that I was doing with Karen Tisdall last year. And so we get on there and I've set all the tech up and my heart's racing and my mind's going, oh my God, freaking out. So we start, I press the go live button and we talk for about 15 minutes. And because when you're streaming, you can't see the audience, like in Zoom, talking away, I can see the comments are saying, have you guys started yet? Have you guys started yet? And I was like, what are they talking about? We've been talking for 15 minutes. Turns out on StreamYard, you have to press go live once and then it prompts you and says, are you sure? And you have to press it a second time. So literally my first LinkedIn live talking for 15 minutes to nobody except ourselves. 
had to actually go back to the beginning, pretend like that never happened. These kind of things happen with LinkedIn Live. There are dogs that bark. Our friend Leanne Calderwood, my favorite one with her, and I've got the best screenshot, is when the Amazon guy turned up, her dog goes crazy, and we're trying to sit there and be really professional. No one cares. I've had internet drop out. I've had people, kids walk in, animals make all kinds of noises. The thing with live is I don't think anyone really expects perfection. We expect it of ourselves more than probably other people do. But I think there's one other thing in relation to lives is that when you're a guest on somebody else's, and you and I do this quite often as part of our strategy, immediately when you go on someone else's show as a guest and they promote you as an expert, that just lifts your brands like next level and you get to leverage their audience. And so for me, guesting on other people's shows is equally important to me as having my own show. It's something that I proactively look for opportunities where there's alignment, where there's some kind of benefit to the collaboration for both parties, we look to see what we can do. So you and I, we jump in, Michelle Squared adds in Brenda Meller, and we have such a great conversation, which I promise I will get us organized so that we can do that again soon. But yeah, looking for collaborations and together, I think it's that Michelle Squared power, together you lift each other high up. That's exactly what I call in my second step of my seven-part framework, my people. You have your persona, but you have your power partners. You cross-pollinate each other. You grow each other together. So absolutely. Can I just go back real quick and tell you my first LinkedIn Live fiasco? You're going to laugh. Yours is great because you at least got a trial run. Okay, let me tell you what Michelle did. This Michelle did. So I thought I was so set and ready. I sent the link to the guest. So here's the thing. If you're not familiar with live streaming, your guest has a specific link. I put the link for the guest out there for LinkedIn Live. So I'm sitting here ready to go live and all these people started coming in the back. I'm like, oh my gosh, what is going on? <laughs> you just reminded me. I did that as well. And you can only have 10 people. Oh my God, I can't stop laughing. You just reminded me. I'd forgotten about that. It was terrifying. I had 10 people. My heart dropped. I just wanted to shut down, but gosh, I don't even remember what I did. I think my problem is how I handle things. I block things out. I think what we probably did was just start live again and probably no one had the link. I don't know. It was a fiasco, but the next week I learned my lesson and I did it better. It's something you laugh and learn. I thought at the, that moment that I was doomed. Like I was such an unprofessional. Everyone's just going to think unprofessional person. I'm we're all human and we can laugh about it. We're laughing about it 18 months later. I had completely forgotten about that and it was terrifying, scary. I thought the world would end all at yep. the same time. So I've actually written an article, Michelle, that teaches people the steps, how you go from setting up a LinkedIn Live and getting it up and going, mm -hmm. which I'll put on the show notes so that other people can use that because I have made all the mistakes. I have pretty much tried every kind of LinkedIn Live you can imagine from personal to company page. I've had registered events, non-registered events. I've worked on which way works best as far as timing, inviting, all that kind of stuff. So I will make sure that I share that. But if you're terrified of doing something like LinkedIn Live, often the power of Michelle Squared, we talk about that. We have complementary skills. We do a lot of things together because we have different backgrounds, different strengths, and working together actually helps us both grow. And it's nice to have 
that partner there that can fill in the gaps, that can, you know, kind of give you the sense of confidence that you're not on your own. I highly recommend as part of your branding strategy is not to try and hide it and hog the limelight or to yourself. Quite often, I think there's a lot to be said for building your own brand when you shine a spotlight on others. Mm -hmm. And I know you do that so well, Michelle, but I think that's what makes us probably stand out more than most on the platform is how much we dedicate our efforts to shining spotlight on other people and having them on your show can certainly be a great way to do that. Absolutely. I always hosted in with a subject matter expert and that was really helpful. I have been on LinkedIn Lives as a guest with a couple of different people and that has a fun feel to it too. The Power Hour is a great example. I don't know if you're familiar with the group. They ran that show for about a year or so. I think they've stopped it, but it was the four of them and they were co-hosting together and it was just a fun camaraderie. I've been on that show twice. So there are different ways to do it. If you're scared to death of just getting out there by yourself, Take those baby steps and find your power partners. We need more people. And I would say jump into LinkedIn audio because it's still new to the platform. People are still curious about it. A lot less setup. So depending on what you're comfortable and what you want to achieve, look at those two ways. Now, should you do an audio and a LinkedIn live? That's probably very advanced level, but I do know people who do that. Do you have a preference, Michelle? I know, actually, I shouldn't even ask that question. I know what it is. Look, it is live. I'm not going to lie. I do miss some of the social audio and building those collaborations, friendships, being seen as the go-to person. I think it was one of the things that I've learned as a content creator is I love writing. Writing is my favorite form of content. I love to use my words. What I've become really aware of from doing Clubhouse and social audio is that not everybody likes to read. There are people that like to consume content in lots of different ways, be it video, be it audio, and they do it maybe as a podcast when they're on the move. And so I've tried to spread the types of content that I create to cover those different kinds of people and their learning styles. This is where this fits in. There are people that will never sit down and watch a LinkedIn Live. Those people prefer to listen to podcasts while they're out walking. I know you're a huge fan of that. That's why I take my LinkedIn Live and turn it into a podcast. So we've got to meet our audience where they're at. And I'm just thinking, Michelle, every episode, we'd love to give people a tip. What is your tip for LinkedIn events for people to build their personal or company brands? All right. I would say if it's right for you and your industry and your audience, try one out. Try at least going to a LinkedIn Live as an attendee and check it out. See if it even makes sense to you. And if you like it, I would start with audio first. Okay. So I would attend one. And also, if you think you may want to do a LinkedIn audio show, when you attend it, I would try to get Ottery out, maybe record it and see what that's like. Because you can use otter.ai to capture that content as we've been stressing here. Not only do we want to capture content so it's not lost forever, you can have multiple formats for audio and for written because it is so important to be inclusive. So I would say those are the two quick tips to get started. What would you add to it, Michelle? 
I would add, if we're coming to LinkedIn Lives, my tip is if you have a business and you have a company page to run your LinkedIn Lives through your company page. And I actually just noticed that Brenda Mella tagged me today in a post that she's now moved all of her LinkedIn Lives across from her personal page onto her company page. Now you're talking somebody that's got 60,000 roughly followers has moved it off the personal and onto the company page which I think she has, let's call it six or 7,000. So I'm doing it. Brenda's doing it. Learn from us. We have been trying this for a long period of time. We live and breathe all things LinkedIn. If it's good enough for us, there's a reason that we're doing it. So I'd love for people to explore that. If you're worried about, oh, my page doesn't have a lot of connections or as many as my personal profile, here's the cool tip. It doesn't matter because you can invite your personal connections to the company page LinkedIn event, no problems at all. So if you do the work and don't just sit back and rely on the algorithm to take care of stuff, but if you do the work and use your invites, you are far better off because your content doesn't get lost. So that's my handy tip for today. Got a company page, want your LinkedIn live to last for longer. That's the place to do it. Absolutely. Great tip. So I think we've covered a lot of bases here, Michelle, and why LinkedIn events, audio or video, or even both, if you're that advanced, can really build your connections, your trust and authority and credibility. And that's the first. And, and you can showcase others. You can have multiple layers of content. You can build your personal and company brand at the same time, simultaneously through both. And I'm sure I'm missing some other benefits. Anything else you want to add to the why it matters list? Look, you create ambassadors. These are people that have listened to you, understood your thought processes, got to see how you're able to answer questions, the value that you bring. And I know personally that what those people then tend to do is go off when I'm not in a room and start to actually say, hey, if someone's got a question about company pages, go see Michelle Raymond. If someone's got a question about branding, oh, Michelle Griffin's the one to go to. So from that perspective, I think it's a great way to build the ambassadorship for your own brand so that when you're not in a room, someone else is doing the job for you. I know you call that your power partners. I call it ambassadors. But either way, when you own a business, you can't do it all by yourself. And this is such a great way to build what I call like the silent army. You don't know who my ambassadors are. It's not a formal arrangement. It is something that I do the same for these people. It works both ways. And I don't think you can underestimate the power of that on LinkedIn. That's the best feature of all that isn't even LinkedIn related. Absolutely. What I call trust tokens. So you're sprinkling and making everyone rich through that. Michelle, this has been a really good episode. And I know that we've really helped people with some strategy, personal stories, personal fails. Okay. If we have failed miserably, you can't go wrong. We live to tell and, you know, we recouped ourselves in five minutes. It was nothing. We get it. You might be scared, but trust us. We've done all the mess ups so you don't have to. With that being said, Michelle, what do we like to ask people to help us spread and promote talking about ambassadors and power partners. 
If you have enjoyed this podcast, help us out by leaving a review, giving us a five-star rating. The reason being is that helps us get this message to more people and we're out to make a real impact in the world so that other people on LinkedIn can really create strong brands to rise up and stand out on the platform. So we appreciate your help. As always, Michelle, it's been fabulous and I can't wait till the next episode. All right, everyone. Until next time, keep putting yourself out there. You have a good brand and a good business to start building. We'll catch you next time. Take care, everyone. Thanks for tuning in today. You know, more women like you need to be out there on LinkedIn building their personal and company brands. We would be so honored if you could leave us a five-star rating and review so we can connect with more women and reach more people. That's it for this week. So until next time, connect with us on LinkedIn and keep putting yourself out there.